Big Finish. For the love of stories. Where it's coming from, I will. Ah, ah, yeah. Oh, oh, thank goodness! What wonderful silence! Uh, no time to enjoy it. We need to find out who sent the SOS, and perhaps more importantly, who hacked into the TARDIS systems to activate it in the first place. That's one of those mobile telephones, isn't it? Yes, from about 15, 20 years after your time, I'd say. That doesn't really help to narrow it down. Well, this is where it's brought us, so we'll find out soon. Hmm. One thing to keep in mind, though. Whoever connected this phone to the TARDIS knew I'd never ignore an SOS, which could mean they anticipated needing my help, or... They wanted to lure you in. Hmm. I do believe we're on an oil rig. Fascinating. There's no one waiting to meet us, though. Uh, hold on. I, I think I heard something. Skulls, Mel. I do know what a seagull sounds like. This was something... Ah, there is actually no such thing as a seagull. There are a number of species of gull, many of which indeed live offshore. Yes! However... Up there! On that metal thing! The drilling tower! Hello! Ahoy there! I can't believe it! Did you see my signal? Oh, I said it would work! What's the problem? Are you stranded out there? You could say that! Ow! It scratched me! Probably thought you had food. The gulls must think that poor man has an entire picnic with him then. Look at them! Goodness! A veritable squabble. Oh, that's the name for a collective of gulls. Something's really wrong. I think you're right. Come on! Hold on! Get off me! Get off me! Link your arms around the ladder. Do not let go. I'm coming. Help! Help! No! Oh, uh, don't look, Mel. Scary. Yeah, birds have been known to attack humans, especially if they encroach on a nesting site. But as you said, Mel, there's something very wrong here. Mm, that man, could he have survived? No. No, he wouldn't have stood a chance. Oh, did you know him? If he was the person who sent the SOS? I don't think he was. He asked if we saw his signal. 
not heard. I suspect that's why he was so high on the drilling tower, heliographing perhaps. No, we must look elsewhere for our mystery caller. If there's anyone else here, it's so quiet and dark. We'll soon find out. Right. Lift or stairs? Stairs. Uh, seems the lift is out of order anyway. <laughs> A systematic approach is best. We'll search each floor as we get to it, and if no one's there, we go on to the next. Okay. Now, let's see where this takes us. Caution. Remember, we don't know what's through here. It's so dark. And it looks like there are fluorescent panels in the ceiling. Can you see a light switch? Um... Oh, got it. Ah. Nothing. No power. That'll be why it's so cold, too. <sighs> Come on. Locked. 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 No sign of life at all. Stop. I can hear something. That doesn't sound like anything human. It's getting nearer. It's gliding along. Doctor, it couldn't be a... Dog. Get ready to run. Run! Hey! Where are you off to? Uh, ah. Um, uh, I, uh... I'm in a wheelchair. I'm not Vlad the Impaler. No, of course not. You're much, um... If you say prettier, I'll kneecap you with my footrest. I was going to say much more agreeable. Now I'm not so sure. <laughs> I, I don't think we need to compare anyone to any historical villains right now. <laughs> Hi, I'm Melanie Mel. And this is the Doctor. I'm sorry... We thought you were something else. Something else. I'm a thing, am I, Melanie Mel? I'm sorry, I didn't mean... Nah, I know you didn't. Don't mind me. Hebe Harrison, also Doctor. Don't use it, though, because who does that? Well, actually, um... It's nice to meet you. Uh, uh, do you work here, on the rig? Not exactly. Don't you know? Aren't you here to get us all home? All? So there are more people here? Well, yeah. There's seven of us left. Oh. Everyone else has already gone home? No. There are seven of us left alive. Not exactly five star, but at least there's a window so we can see each other properly. Whoa! Oh, please, do go ahead and tell me exactly what you think of my coat. Hold your horses, Joseph and his amazing multicolour ragbag. I didn't mean you. Me? Oh no, oh no, Ugh. I'm just covered. Oh, I believe the technical term is guano. Ugh, those seagulls, I mean, gulls. Ugh. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, thanks. It'll swamp you, but at least it's clean and warm. And puts his nibs coat to shame. <laughs> it is quite... Uh... Colourful? <laughs> Friend of mine knitted it. She was quite a colourful character. Well, anyway, thanks. 
Phoebe. Hebe, like the shrub. Hebe? Oh, not just a shrub. Goddess of youth, cupbearer to the gods. Don't get any ideas, I'm no one's tea lady. <laughs> not that there's any tea here, or coffee. And we had the last of the water ration yesterday. Well, that's awful. Water, water everywhere, nor any drop to drink. Yeah, that's it in a nutshell. Not that we've got any nuts either. Most of the food's gone too. So really, I should be kneeling at your feet thanking you. But kneeling being a bit of a problem, could we skip it and go straight to where we get in your helicopter and fly away from this nightmare? Ah. And then there were six. I'm sorry. Didn't really know him. Dean, his name was. It was his idea. Go up the drilling tower and signal. We were going to take it in turns. Well, not me. I stayed safe inside. I've stayed safe inside this whole time. None of it's your fault. And there's no way to get to your copter. Uh, It's not impossible, but it could be risky. A particularly unpleasant gauntlet to run. Those birds. I've never seen anything like it. It was... it was terrifying. Hope there weren't any albatrosses. A.M.'s got it bad enough already. Who's A.M.? The cook. Ancient mariner. A.M. for short. He's been here donkey's years, from back when this was a working rig. He's been saying it's cursed even before anyone disappeared. Why? Because of this rig being called the Albatross. Albatross Alpha. My best mate at uni was all about poetry. She was really into the goth scene, so Keats and Shelley and Christina Rossetti. But Coleridge had enough death in him to make the list. You know, you quoted him earlier. I did. I looked upon the rotting sea and drew my eyes away. I looked upon the rotting deck, and there the dead men lay. What has been happening here, Hebe? And branch, Earth Mother, we thank you for our deliverance and praise your name. Yes! Bless you, Lottie. Bless you. Oh, no. None of you are going anywhere until you've apologised. Hang on, what? You should all be ashamed of yourselves. What are you talking about? And who are you exactly? I'm Melanie Bush, and you're coming with me right now to apologise. How dare you leave that poor girl stuck up there all on her own... Just because the lift's not working. What? You mean the wheelchair woman? Look, I offered to carry her down the stairs and she nearly bit my head off. More deadly than a great white, that one. Wheelchair woman? Oh, you're an ignorant young... Leave it, Jonah. Carrying someone down the stairs would be a blatant safety infringement anyway. Well, the lassie's no neglected. I mean, I take her up food three times a day. Or at least uh, when there was food to be had, I did. Uh, I'd have done more had she let me. Hang on, hang on. We don't need to defend ourselves to a stranger. Did you see the signal? Is that why you're here? Uh, yes. Although, I'm sorry. Your friend Dean didn't make it. 
Oh, no. What happened? He fell from the drilling tower. He went up there without a harness? Oh, no, he's ruined your precious safety record that only had ten deaths on it up till now. Uh, what did I tell you? We'll have none of us make it off here alive. I, uh, it's the curse of the albatross. Uh, you must be A.M. Aye, uh, that's me. And, uh, well, there you've got Miss Bennett. Sky. Uh, and uh, the one's Carl Price. Hi. Hi. It's in that long streak of nothing calls himself Shark Boy. Jonah. Uh, Jonah Strong? <laughs> As in Jonah and the Whale Shark, yeah? The Reef Wizard? Um, uh, <laughs> oh, no, she's never heard of you, boy. Well, sorry. I travel a lot, but... Hey, but someone's missing. Five other people, Hebe said. Bill, he's down in the power room. Some idea about using stored oil samples to fuel the backup generator? Uh, despite that being expressly forbidden. Well, he's been at it all day. It's not going to happen. Oh, shut up, you old galah. Look, do you have any water with you? Not on me, no. Oh, oh, oh for a glass of cool, clear spring water. I'd settle for muddy water out of a rusty tap. Ha! <laughs> muddy water? Oh, that sounds dangerous. Like you could get a disease. Then you could sue the safety officer. Oh, no. That's you. Will you just shush? Shush! Shush! What? Did you hear something? <laughs> A thousand, thousand slimy things. Please stop. Your bad energy is only making this worse. But what do you mean? Slimy things? Things that crawl and things that slither. Fire on the water and souls in torment. We are here, and they'll never let us go. Never. I'm in a chair, not five years old. I don't need mummy telling the other children they have to play with me. Mel's just angry on your behalf. Yeah? Well, I can be angry on my own behalf, okay? You don't get to jump in and try to fix things. Because me deciding to stay up in my comfy quarters rather than be lugged up and down to the canteen three times a day, or worse, stay down there with the bickering and the scare stories, is a pretty sensible choice, actually. Here I'm closest to the helipad and no one's calling me a poisoner. A poisoner? But they think you're responsible for the deaths? Oh no, only for the death of the planet. What? Oh, but surely you of all people, as a marine biologist, must understand that we cannot allow Mother Earth to be poisoned further. If you allow this abomination to stay, you will be signing her death warrant. Ah, I see. You're here to recommend whether this oil rig stays or goes. Yep. Well, the undersea portions, at least. And you're in favour of stay? Hmm. I mean... It's not a cut-and-dried issue, but there's basically an artificial reef down there. My view is there's no active harm being done. Although I really need to have a better understanding of the diversity of the species to give my final decision. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, the mysterious disappearance of four divers has put a spanner in the works. Thoughtless of them. 
Yeah, positively disrespectful. Yeah. Does the rig have rats? What? I heard something moving. <laughs> All I've done is hear things. You know how stairs always creak when you're home alone? <laughs> well, I'm about ready to believe in ghosts by now, not just curses. Ah, well, luckily, I'm an expert in both ghosts and curses and believe in neither. You ain't afraid of no ghost. <laughs> you ain't afraid of no coat. I thought you liked my coat. Oh, I do. It reminds me of a nudebronk. A sea slug? A beautifully coloured sea slug. Hmm. They're remarkable. Like they'll eat something harmful, something toxic or something that stings and use the poison or the stings to defend themselves. Then they... Oh, sorry, I get carried away. Passion for the wonders of this planet is not something you need to apologise for. I can see why you became a marine biologist. Ever since I was a kid, I loved this stuff. I remember going to see The Little Mermaid, the cartoon, when I was eight or nine. The mermaid loves the human world and gives up her tail for legs. And I started shouting in the cinema, Don't do it! Don't do it! And my mum got all embarrassed and told me if I didn't stop it, I wouldn't get any ice cream. But I didn't care. Because she was so stupid, that mermaid. And my mum thought it was just because my legs don't work properly and I wanted a tail instead. But it wasn't. It was because she had this amazing world under the sea to explore. And she gave it all up for some stupid prince. That's what I am, the anti-aerial. And this is where it's led me. Dying on an oil rig. You're most certainly not going to die. Not if I have anything to do with it. Well, that's nice. But you probably won't get a say. Right. We're all going upstairs. Someone needs to go and fetch your friend Bill. We'll rendezvous in Hebe's room and then we'll take... I'm not going down there. Too many people haven't come back. He's probably dead already. That's an awful thing to say. Well, I didn't see you volunteer to go work on the generator with him. I won't pollute my aura with disgusting fossil fuels. <sighs> and you wanted to stay here, huh? Where the food and drink was. Mm. That was not my motivation. I have compassion for all life. Oh, I... Except for what's swimming under this rig. This unnatural construction must be removed so the sea can return oh, to the sea. Oh, here we go. Here we are. See your bumps in the window. Stop it, everyone. Oh, be quiet. Stop it. How about we all go down to find Bill? <laughs> Not a chance. You swim with sharks but won't go down into the dark. And you have compassion for all life but won't lift a finger to help someone, anyone. Fine. I'll go and fetch Bill then. And that's the last we'll see of her. Oh, shut up. I don't like this. Everyone, pack your things quickly and meet me in Hebe's room. I need to talk to the doctor. It seems there were 17 people here originally. Two divers went down and never came back. Two more went to look for them, nothing again. They sent down remotely operated cameras, but the power cut out for the entire rig. So no communications, no heating, no, no light. No phone signals, 
and no water. They have a very small desalination system, but it needs energy to run. And most of the food either vanished or was covered in slime. Yeah, that's interesting. Slime. I wonder if I could see a sample. I was told they'd lost three engineers mm-hmm. and three people from the oil company who own the rig, which leaves Hebe... A marine biologist. Mm, Jonah, who wants to make a documentary about artificial reefs. Yeah. That poor man Dean was with him. He was from the production company. And I understand there's a representative of an ecological charity? Mm, Sky. Uh, and A.M. the cook, and Carl the safety officer. Uh, oh, and Bill, another engineer. Sky's gone to fetch him. People are collecting their things and meeting us here. Oh, that sounds like them now. Ah, uh, hello, I'm the doctor. Oh, it's a pleasure to you. Hebe, are you decent? I was packing my bags, not doing the dance of the seven veils. I'm glad to see you're still living and breathing, Lassie. Yeah, I'm fairly thrilled about that too. We're just waiting for Sky and Bill. Now they can catch us up. I'm not staying here a moment longer than I have to. I'm getting on that helicopter. Didn't you explain about the gulls, Mel? I tried. We need to properly assess the situation before even beginning to think of leaving. Indeed. It's going to take more than putting your coat over your head and running to reach my... Um, helicopter. About that running? And as Hebe rightly points out, there are other issues. Fine. You go figure those out while I go sit in a helicopter that has food and drink on board. Mate, I swim with sharks. A couple of seagulls. There's, there's no, no such, such thing, thing as, as a seagull. seagull. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Now there's two of you. Oh, whatever. I'm off. Young idiot. I'll get him back. Yeah, save it. Uh, look, please, please don't open that door. Rack off. See? Landing. Oh. Hey, the lights are coming back on. Oh, that's Hebe. It's attacking the Relancy. We can't get it off. No! Oh, Hebe, you all right? Get it off! Stay still. Do you see? Oh. It's going anywhere. Data, the jumper, catch! Open the wardrobe! No! Thank you. And thank you too, Mel. Very quick thinking. Huh. Sorry about your jumper, Hebe. Yeah, you could have used his coat instead. Huh. Nah, joking. Yeah. Thanks, Melanie Mel. Uh, hang, hang on, the lights are back on. 
Ah, well, seems like young William knew his job after all. Oh, thanks for your help, you guys. You're bleeding. Oh, yeah, I need a doctor. Luckily, there are two here. Yeah, very funny. There's a first aid station and a small infirmary on the bottom floor. Good. Go and get me everything. Now that gash on your cheek looks quite nasty. What? Not my face. I need my face. Uh, the rest of us could manage well enough with it. If you don't want a scar, the sooner we get it treated, the better. You'd better come down with me. Why don't we all go? Now the power's back, I can use the lift again. Hopefully Bill's already in touch with the shore, but if anyone's coming by copter, we need to warn them about the birds. Excellent thinking, but no. We've no idea how stable the power situation is. I don't want you getting trapped. I'll take Jonah down and, um, Carl, is it? Correct. Carl can help. We'll be sure to pass on the message. I'll stay here and look after Hebe. Just when I was beginning to like you, Melanie Mel. Then perhaps, Hebe, you stay here and look after Mel. A.M., perhaps you would stay here too? I, I submit. We'll be back with news as soon as possible. And what floor is the generator on? Same one we're going to. And the external comms too. Excellent, a one-stop shop. Very handy. <laughs> we'll be lucky if we see any of them again. It's just us now, lasses. <laughs> you don't know the Doctor. I uh, do not. But I do know that every man who's descended below has never once come up again. Four times fifty living men. And I heard not sigh nor groan. We heavy thump a lifeless lump. They drop down one by one. Ugh, morbid much. I've said it all along. And I'll say it again. The albatross is a cursed ship. Unlucky, yes. Cursed, no. Oh, true. Oh, true. I heard that sound again. I can't hear anything above those birds. Not birds. No, not all birds. The souls of the dead ones fly among them, wanting us to join them in the belly of the whale. No, they... Oh, no! Oh, what a devil's going on! Sorry, they lost it! Hey, run! Get back! Get back! Go! Oh, get out of the body! The big jump can clear the soul! What a midnight! Daft old man. He only went and saved us. He was very brave. Yeah. Big difference between the ones who talk about it and the ones that do it. I'm sorry, AM. Wish I could say thank you. Right. We need to get out of here. I'm going downstairs. The doctor said not to use the lift. And in a world where the doctor is in charge, that's fine. But in this world, I'm going. Come with me or not, I don't care. All right. I'll come. 
Nearly there. Next floor. Oh, it's ridiculous to make me walk this far when I'm badly injured. You should have done something about it. Health and safety, yeah? Your legs are not injured and you have no concussion. Our main concern is infection. My main concern is staying alive. No one's ever come oh. back from down here. Oh, I was never one to follow tradition. Bottom floor. Just going to say something. You know when 50 goals smashed through the window and attacked us? Yes. Don't ever tell me to run again. I'm so sorry. I I didn't think. It just came out. No, 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 not that. I don't expect you to remember to say wheel away very fast in the middle of a life or death situation. But I don't run away, okay? For any definition of the word run. Okay. Got it. Sorry. Hebe, hmm? you know when 50 girls smashed through the window and attacked us? Mm-hmm. Did you really say suffering seahorses? Mm. Might have. You know how you do something ironic and comic with your mates, and then it sort of becomes part of you? I think it's sweet. <laughs> yeah, sweet is rarely the vibe I go for. Oh, the power's failing. How far down are we? One more floor than it's us. Right. We'll get off at the next floor. If the power stabilises, we can keep going, but I don't want us trapped in here. I guess so. Ground floor. Perfumery, stationery and leather goods? Power room, infirmary and diver access platform. Oh. Well, that's not good. Oh, no. No, 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 no. We are going back up right now. I have my public to think of. Oh, I'm sure your public will cope. At least there's some natural light down here. Um, this way? Yeah. Oh, no. The power might come back on. Let's not panic yet. Hello? Hello? Anyone down here? What were their names again? Bill? Sky? They're probably dead. I'm not going one step further. I'm staying right here. Please yourself. Carl, could you lead me to the infirmary? This way. Thank you. Right. I'm not waiting on my own. Oh. That's the power room. Well, as we're passing... Oh dear. Crikey! What's happened? Did you hear that? The doctor thought there might be rats in the walls. Rats scrabble. They don't... Slither? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, it's getting closer. It's right above us. I think, I think there's a hatch on the ceiling, but I can't see. Move, move, stupidly, move. Well, you will get out, and it's going to get in.
latch on the ceiling, but I can't see. Move! Move, stupidly! Move! Well, you'll get out! And it's going to get in! Oh. Smashed to pieces. No more generator. No more power. Carl! Any luck in finding a torch? Oh, let's hope Bill was able to get a message out before this happened. Where is he? He should be here trying to fix this. You can ask him, but I don't think he'll be able to do it. And what are you on about? I've found Bill. <laughs> At least I think I've found Bill. It's hard to tell. Show me. Barnacle Bill, the sailor. Oh dear. Barnacles. Tiny crustaceans that excrete a cement with a greater tensile strength than superglue. <sighs> he wouldn't have been able to pull them off. I think I'm going to be sick. I'm glad Mel and Hebe stayed upstairs. Yeah, but where's Sky? Right. I'm going to see if I can prise the doors apart. Uh-huh. Wheelchair bonus. Fantastic upper body strength. Can you feel your way into my bag and get out the walking stick? Right. <laughs> Might be able to use it as a lever. Um... Uh, oh, got it. Okay, right. Oh, crumb on! Sky! Sky? Hello? Hello, hello. You must be Sky. I'm the doctor. Well, let's get you out of this cupboard, shall we? Come on, I'll help you. There we are. Yes. Good. Yes, I think you've had a bit of a shock. I'd offer you a glass of water, but alas, that's not possible. That's it. This way. This way. She's alive. What's happened to her? I think she's had rather a big shock. But if Bill's dead... And she's in shock. Who smashed the generator? Uh, uh, there we go. Told you, arms of an Olympic shot putter. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't joking. Can I borrow your stick? Yeah. I think we're about five feet off the ground. I could get down no problem, but I'll have to go backwards. I... Right. Let's see about you now. No way I can do it. I'm not leaving you there with whatever it is trying to get in. I, I can see something. Looks like a load of old ropes tangled up. I'll throw one up to you, then I might be able to help you down. Well, there's no one else on the entire floor. So what? That's Mel. Look out for Sky, Carl. 
with me! Leave me with the lunatic one, aren't you? Jellyfish down there. What? Oh, you're right. Lion's mane, I'd say. Okay, this is what you need to do. Get salt water and wash every place where she's been stung. Then remove the actual stings themselves. Use tweezers. Scrape them off with a card, whatever you can find. Uh-huh. Hebe, Hebe, the, the noise. It's all right. Your noise was worse. You've scared it off. Carl, see if you can help Hebe down from there. Um, it doesn't look very safe. You think? Uh, uh, will you be okay? Yes, go! All right. uh, Come on, I'm Thanks. What's happened to her? It seems there was something in the lift shaft, and in trying to get away from it, Mel encountered a very large and very nasty jellyfish. What? Inside the rig? Yeah, intriguing, isn't it? Now, I need some salt water. No, I'm still waiting for you to look at my face, right? Heaven forfend you think of someone other than yourself for a moment. Get a very long rope and a bucket if you have to. Just find me some water. You should never have opened the lift doors between floors. Never. Oh, you should have said. We'd just have stayed trapped in there forever if we'd known. I feel such a fool. Look, I'm going to sit on the floor here and try to shuffle my way out. Reckon you can catch me? I, I, I don't think that's a very good idea. Neither do I, but here we both are. No, no, listen. No, 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 no please. I'm, I'm asking you. No, 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 stop. Stop, please. Stop. Ready? Uh, <laughs> what's happening? Oh, what's that? Something's got me! Paul! Please! Paul! Here you go. Bounce up. Oh, good. Where? Desalination system. Got to have seawater in it by definition. That was actually rather good thinking. But you better go back to Sky now. She shouldn't be left alone. Whatever. Hold on, Mel. This will help the pain. Ah. That's worse. What? That's much, much worse. Well, it shouldn't be. Hebe seems to know her stuff. I disagree. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Ah, there we go, yes. Tweezers. Uh-huh. So let's hope this was the right advice. There we go. Uh-huh. Come on. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, sorry. No, do it. Oh, oh, I think he's an octopus. Uh-huh. Oh, I can feel uh-huh. the sucker. No, help me up. I need to look. Oh, it's gone. I wanted to see what species it was. Does that matter? Of course it does. An octopus shouldn't be able to live out of the water like that. How am I ever going to get my chair out of there? Does it fold up? Of course it does. Idiot. I should have done that before I got out. I'll never get back up there. Do you reckon you could break a tiny, tiny health and safety rule and do it for me? There's an octopus. No, he's been well and truly scared off. But if you hear something slither, 
jump for it. No, what? Right, chuck us my stick. I'm going to go and warn everyone we've got cephalopods as well as cyphozoa on the loose. How are you going to get down? Shuffle down the stairs on my bum. <sighs> Done. Better? Much. Thank you. But, Doctor, what's going on? Those birds, the jellyfish... Is there some alien influence at work? Uh, plausible. The divers disturbed a ship, perhaps, but don't forget the SOS. Someone on the rig may be in league with the aliens. It could have come from someone who... Well, who didn't make it. Well, I hope very much that's not the case. I would much rather deal with an alien collaborator than find I have failed a friend. Who are our suspects? Um, Hebe? Jonah? A.M.? No, I'm afraid not. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well then, that only leaves Sky and Carl. Four suspects. I rather like Hebe. Hmm. I thought I did. Right up to where she told you to put salt water on my stings. Uh, she's clearly extremely clever. Just the type to be targeted by an alien intelligence. I don't like Jonah. He'd go along with any alien plan if he thought he'd get a TV show out of it. But what is anyone getting out of it? That's still a mystery. Happy birthday, Doctor. Hebe! We can explain. Yeah, explain. Because I don't think you've come to rescue us at all. It turns out these two are either bananas or in league with aliens, or both. Aliens? An alien influence is possible, yes, but Mel and I are not the culprits. What about her? She's the one acting suspiciously. Me? What? Yeah, look at her. Uh, she's standing up. Oh, holy halibut, not this again. Look, you don't have to be paralysed to use a wheelchair, you ignoramus. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, clearly your brain's paralysed, oh, so it's just... We've all been under a lot of strain with the isolation the and the deaths. Shall I let the fishes eat them? I killed everybody. What did you say? Sky, what did you say? The rig has to be removed. It's polluting the earth. You killed all these people because they might recommend leaving the structure in place? What? It was a choice between their lives and the planet. None of you love this world as I do. You exploit it. All of you! Are you okay? I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine. Go after her. 
The diver access platform's through there. She could hurt herself. Uh, right, uh, uh, Mel, I'll be right back. Okay. Uh, oh. Well, do you want a hand up? Not one of yours, thank you very much. Jonah, if you really want to help, go and see how Carl's getting on with Hebe's wheelchair. Oh, no. I don't really need it, do I? Hmm. Fine. Sky, come back in. If the seabirds are disturbed, they could attack again. They won't attack me. They know I am their saviour. Saving this planet is a full-time hobby for me. I understand how important your mission is. The sky shall be at one with the land and the sea. Mother Gaia calls me home. Stop! Oh, you poor foolish woman. I believe it was Sky all along. Mind you, that's not the only thing I'm struggling to believe right now. Hebe, can you trust me? Just for a moment? Um, let me think. No. I know it sounds unbelievable, but the Doctor and I, we're not from here. He's not from this planet, and I'm not from this time. How old do you think I am? I don't know. Younger than me? Early, mid-twenties? Yes, but I was born in the 1960s. No, you weren't. Yes, I was. I know I can't persuade you to believe any of this without proof. Well, you're a scientist, after all. But it's true. I know logic says no, but I think your heart might be saying yes. <sighs> So? Hmm. Carl had better hurry up with my chair, or I'll be stuck down here for a week. <laughs> We're a right pair of crocs. <laughs> Only temporarily. You'd never make a lame duck. A what? Oh, nothing. Just when I was at university, I formed this group called the Lame Ducks. The what? Yeah, yeah, reclaim the slurs. It's okay for us to say it, not okay for you to say it, right? Oh, Right. Me, my mate Elise, she's the poetry fan, a whole gang of us, united in our imperfection. Hebe, you're not imperfect. Well, yeah, I know I'm perfect, but prefer to keep it hidden so no one else feels inadequate. <laughs> that's, that's very thoughtful of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping it really hidden right now. Oh. Doctor? No, I couldn't save her. Oh, I'm sorry. But at least it's all over now. Yeah. That sounds like my chair coming. Ah, here. <laughs> oh, oh, thank flip for that. <clears throat> I've used up all of my emergency moving powers for the day. Probably for the week. Where's Carl? 
Mm, no sign. Just the chair and a puddle of slime. Like the stuff we keep finding where the food should have been. Oh, and uh, some of these. A starfish? They're, They're not, not fish. fish. After you. A sea star. It's called a sea star. And they do this thing where they eject their stomach, envelop their prey and digest it. And no, no, it's impossible for one. And it would have taken months if there was some way. Things aren't behaving as they should, though. Like salt water on jellyfish stings. <laughs> I left him there. I did it again. I stayed safe. Oh, you didn't know. This is going to make an incredible film. What? Think of this. The Rig of Death. Oh, I know. Oh. Aliens in the ocean. <laughs> hey, what's better? The Sea Slayer or the Sea Slaughterer? You're disgusting. Hey, I'm ambitious. Often the same thing. I would suggest shutting up for a minute if I were you. Well, we decide what to do next. Losers. What do you mean, like salt water on jellyfish stings? Well, you said it would help. It was agony. What? Salt water should have helped. It's fresh water that causes that sort of reaction. Where did the water come from? The desalination system. Bill had got the generator working. The system might have automatically started. So... That actually was fresh water. Oh, for the love of spoons, let me at it. There was actual drinkable water here this whole time. Stop. What's wrong? The room where the desalination system is. It's where I found Sky. Oh, you think... She drank some. How could she have resisted fresh water at last? <sighs> Alien control, that never felt quite right. Because it wasn't. It was something in the water that did it to her, made her smash the generator and gave rise to her delusions. Hebe, ocean food chain, quickly. Well, phytoplankton, then. Stop, that's enough. Every food chain in the ocean can be followed back to those microscopic plants, the phytoplankton, and not just the creatures that live in the sea, the birds who eat fish, for example. Oh. There is nothing in the sea that does not feed on, or is not fed on, by something else. Oh, I need to analyse a sample of that water immediately. Where's Jonah? Who cares? I do. He heard us say there was fresh water. We need to find him. Hebe, will you be- I'm not a toddler. Go, both of you. Are you sure you're up to this, Mel? Yeah, I'm on the mend. I can't see anyone. Oh, Sky was hiding in a cupboard before. Oh, well, keep behind me, Mel. Mm-hmm. Ah. Oh, no. Well, we must have been wrong. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. I'll take a sample of the water while we're here. There's sure to be a laboratory on the rig somewhere. Woman. Do you want to see exactly what I can do with a walking stick? Ooh. <laughs> you drank the water, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. There's something wrong with it and you drank it. 
I don't thirst anymore. Only for fame. Only for success. But there's a problem. All these deaths and disappearances and no footage. But I found a camera. <laughs> I'm all set up. All I need now is a death. No. <laughs> Take your hands off. I'm not going anywhere with you. Should be easy. You don't have to be paralyzed to use a wheelchair. Someone told me that. <laughs> you could just get up and run away. That's not how it works. Oh. Doctor! Mel! Uh, Doctor Mel! <laughs> it's too late! It's too late! <laughs> We're here. <laughs> Ta-da! Smile for the camera! <laughs> Don't do this. <laughs> Just wait until you meet your co-star. Bumped into him in the lift. <gasps> Shh! He's my little secret. <laughs> I thought I could get some really, really cool footage later. And guess what? Turns out later is now. Don't be so sad. <laughs> He's gonna give you a lovely hug, aren't you? Yes, with all eight of his arms. <laughs> oh no, he isn't. Oh, wish I didn't have to do this, but. don't know if it's got a name. Walking stick jousting, maybe? Thing is, I'm a marine biologist. I know where an octopus's weak spot is. Just between the eyes. Go and have a look. No, 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 no. You ruined it. You ruined it all. Oh, he's dead. Oh, my poor friend. What did she do? What did she do? Yes, come here. Come here, give me a Also, fun fact here, an octopus has nine brains. Take out the one in its head and the eight in its tentacles will keep going. And that camera's not even on. And then, there was one. Hebe, I, I thought you were resting. Yeah. Funny thing, getting nearly murdered makes it hard to chill. Who knew? So, you fixed the generator then? Eh, hard to use an electron microscope without power. And alien particles in the water? Not a one. Just the amalgamation of decades of chemical waste 
that's formed some unique and dangerous compounds. It was fine as a sludge on the seafloor, but the investigations stirred it all up. Mm. What can we do about it? Oh, it won't take me too long to whip up a neutralising agent. Once that's in the food chain, things will start to settle down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everything back to normal. <laughs> oh, I know you've been through a terrible ordeal and you must feel very... What, Doctor? I must feel very what? How must I feel about being abandoned and manhandled and grabbed and pushed and turned into a victim just because my body doesn't work the same as everyone else's? I apologise. Uh, I expect many people have told you how you must feel. You've probably had a lot of unsolicited opinions. You think? So I realise this will be unwelcome, but I shall say it anyway. Yeah. People always think they're the exception. Just this. I think you fought very hard to be angry. Because angry is better than scared, or patronised, or infantilised. And I like anger. Anger can change the world. But would you allow me, and Mel too, to take that burden from you? Just for a moment. I don't need your help to change my world. Of course you don't. You're the inventor of octopus jousting for a start. <laughs> don't think it will become an Olympic sport. <laughs> I wish I hadn't had to kill the thing. Yeah. It wasn't its fault. You used your knowledge to escape when you were directly threatened. And when you weren't, you showed compassion. You told me to go after Skye in case she hurt herself. Up until that point, I wasn't entirely sure how much of the toughness was a protective shell and, and how much went down to the bone. But that showed me the truth. All I want you to do now is realise that you deserve to show some compassion to yourself, too. I'll think about it. Throw us that hairbrush, Melanie Mel. Ready? The helicopter should be here in about 45 minutes. And as I promised, my friends in unit are going to smooth over matters. There'll be no headlines to worry about. Yeah, didn't fancy any of that. Right, all packed and ready to go. Well, except for my favourite jumper. Some idiot decided to use it as a bird catcher. Sorry. So you should be. You said an old friend knitted it for you. Yeah. Doesn't really matter anymore, though. She wasn't one of the lame ducks. She was a tutor. But I think we were a bit of a pet project. <laughs> Not in a patronising way. She was a really good person. I think she had a bad experience once. Wasn't there for someone who needed her. So she used to do this thing called an always care package. Big box, 
chocolate cake, jumper, and a sort of button. A button? Not a button button. It was like a personal alarm. Help on hand 24-7. My parents wanted me to have one of those. Obviously, I said no. It'd be impossible to accessorise. Oh, not your style. Quite. The message would always get through, my friend said. Stick it on the back of your phone, press the button, and she'd come running. And I actually believed her. (laughs) Stupid, but I did. I mean, what could one old lady do anyway, even if she had turned up? So yeah, not so bothered about the big symbolic friendship jumper right now. Still, the chocolate cake was good. Mm. The trick is to use real melted chocolate in the mix. Funnily enough, that's what she used to say. Yes. I think I know your friend Hebe. In which case, I have something to show you. I'm waiting. Where's this spaceship then? This is it. No, this is a blue box with police written on it. That alarm button your friend gave you. Do you still have it? Yeah. Uh, Don't press it yet. Here we go. (gasps) I... I don't understand. Press the button. Your SOS did get through, Hebe. Your friend, Dr. Smythe, just wasn't on hand to answer it personally. But if you asked her, she'd probably say I was a reasonable substitute. Oh, I'll switch the alarm off. Dr. Smythe, Evelyn travelled with you. Indeed. She will eternally be one of my dearest friends. And mine. I should never have doubted her. Show compassion to myself, you said, Doctor. What if that means you have to ask for something when you swore you'd never ask anyone to do anything bigger than pass the salt? My advice remains the same. Then take me with you. Please. Oh, I understand how this might look like the answer to all problems, but you need to think carefully. Yes, there are places with the medical technology that can help you. (laughs) Medical technology? Do I look like someone in need of medical technology? The doctor didn't mean there was anything wrong. Did he? (laughs) Dolphins, what happened to my legs? He be... I'm sorry. I I think our new friend may be messing with us again, Mel. You always fall for it, Melanie Mel. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm serious. Please, can I come with you? A world of coral, you said. A planet where you can ride seahorses. The things I could learn from them. I don't want to be the one who always stays behind in safety. What do you say, Mel? Room for one more? Yes. Room for one more. Thank you. (laughs) Universe! Here I come! (laughs) 
You've been listening to The Sixth Doctor Adventures, Waterworlds, The Rotting Deep, by Jacqueline Rayner. The Doctor was played by Colin Baker, Mel, Bonnie Langford, Hebe, Ruth Maidley, Jonah Strong, Rove McManus, A.M., James Smiley, Sky Bennett, Mandy Simons, Carl Price and Dean, Charlie Ty. Other parts played by members of the cast. Script editor, Robert Valentine. Producer, Jacqueline Rayner. Director, Helen Goldwyn. Executive producers, Nicholas Briggs and Jason Hay Gallery. I'm Jack Rayner and I was the producer of the Sixth Doctor Adventures, and I am the writer of The Rotting Deep. What wonderful silence! Uh, no time to enjoy it. We need to find out who sent the SOS, and perhaps more importantly, who hacked into the TARDIS systems to activate it in the first place. I've uh, written a fair few Doctor Who things over the years, uh, a number of them for Big Finish, and I tended to write a lot of Sixth Doctor material because I just really love him. I just absolutely do. And um, I had a message from David Richardson because I had sort of vaguely talked about maybe doing something behind the scenes. And he said, are you interested perhaps in doing something? And I was thinking, no, oh gosh, no, I don't think I can do anything. It's just... Um, it's so far out of my comfort zone. And then he said, we wondered if you'd like to produce the Sixth Doctor Adventures. And it was, oh my goodness, anything, really, virtually anything else that you might have said, I'd have said no. And this, oh, I couldn't, I just couldn't. It was just such a brilliant opportunity to take the Doctor, who I love, and shape his future, to work with Colin, who I love, to work with some of his brilliant companions who are probably getting a theme here, but who I love. And my mind just started going, oh, I could do this or this or this. And I couldn't say no, I just couldn't. I'm Ruth Maidley and I play Hebe Harrison. I'm sorry, we thought you were something else. Something else. I'm a thing, am I, Melanie Mam? I'm sorry, I didn't mean... Nah, I know you didn't. Don't mind me. Hebe Harrison... Also, Doctor. Don't use it, though, because who does that? Well, actually, um... It's nice to meet you. I loved my first trip in the TARDIS. <laughs> it's been a dream of mine, so it's one that's finally realised. So I'm very excited about it. So, The Rotting Deep is Hebe's introduction story. And I'd formed her character. Most of it just all came in one go, and then it was, just, you know, developing little bits here and there. But I decided that she'd be a marine biologist quite early on. But how to introduce her? I came up with all sorts of things. It started off with mermaids in the Great Barrier Reef. And I was just coming up with all sorts of huge stories. And none of it felt quite right. And then with, with time ticking away, sat down and talked it through, mainly with my husband, who is he's used to me throwing all these questions at him um, and I was so lucky that I also had Rob Valentine on hand as script editor and 
it was no, no, I'm trying to make a huge busy story when what we need to be focusing on is Hebe. So the obvious thing, or what became obvious, was to put her in some straightforward classic Doctor Who stories. And, you know, a base under siege is just, you know, the epitome of that classic Doctor Who story. You know, we do base under siege, we do first step on an alien planet, we do, you know, colonies in space and so forth. And then it will be Hebe and her relationship with the Doctor Amel, of course, as well, that would shine she wouldn't be competing with her background hello i'm bonnie langford i play melanie bush it's great to have somebody else as part of the team you know mel likes to take people under her wing a little bit and so some but sometimes she can be a bit overpowering with all that so it's quite nice to have that sort of dynamic where she's also saying to other people don't worry about the doctor he can be a bit patronizing and then she gets a little bit too kind of friendly and just to have that extra dynamic where they choose to check each other as well they realize that this doesn't become some kind of weird sort of uh, combination there's someone else in there to um to liven it up a bit i think it's great I think they make a brilliant team. I think they really bounce off each other. They learn from each other. And I think it's something really different. I love it. I am Colin Baker. And I play the Sixth Doctor. I think you fought very hard to be angry. Because angry is better than scared or patronised or infantilised. And I like anger. Anger can change the world. But would you allow me and Mel too to take that burden from you just for a moment? The, the character of my doctor, um, even though it has mellowed somewhat since the on-screen days, <clears throat> is one who always needs to be reminded that he, he can be sometimes a little overbearing. And I now have two perfect companions to do that for me. Because Mel's always done it. And Mel's always <laughs> kind of um, taken the ground from under my feet, even <laughs> to the extent of making me lose weight and exercise. And now I've got Hebe, who is teaching me any number of things already. Well, we're learning together, actually, because by being intergalactic and universal. We're both used in our different ways to encountering the different, but not in terms of being together. And I think that's very good for old Sixty. And I think there's already a, quite a strong affection, um, which he already has for, for uh, Mel, uh, growing. And I look forward to many journeys when the two of them can go and get lost and in danger, and I have to rescue them. <laughs> that might happen what if we have to rescue you that might indeed happen <laughs> I promise I will rescue you thank you you're very welcome and we'll go to the last drop together <laughs> definitely we're, we're both northerners I'm from Rochdale she's from Bolton so we're alright we're practically family <laughs> <laughs> we are <laughs> hello my name's Steve Foxen and I did the sound design and composed the music for the rotting deep I knew from reading the scripts that uh, the three 
stories despite being linked by water and the overall water worlds title they were going to feel completely different or they needed to feel completely different but they did feel completely different uh, uh, when i was reading them and, and basically the location of each one sort of defined how it was going to sound so in this first story the rotting deep set on a, an oil rig which was mainly without power so straight away that conveyed a sort of cold eerie atmosphere so you've got the sort of distant sound of the sea outside but you've got the wind blowing through corridors and, and things like that and this is where it's led me dying on an oil rig you're most certainly not going to die not if i have anything to do with it well that's nice but you probably won't get a say. With regard to the jellyfish and the octopus, you know, what would they necessarily sound like on land? Um, so you've got a bit of leeway. And they, and they are just using slithery, slimy sounds for those. Uh, and then for the octopus, I also added rubber glove stretches, which are pitched down a bit. So that helps to convey sort of the skin. It's amazing, actually, how useful rubber gloves are become for creatures and things like that and I've used them a lot over the last few years. Don't be so sad. <laughs> He's gonna give you a lovely hug, aren't you? Yes, with all eight of his arms. <laughs> with regards to the music, I, I wasn't actually totally sure whether I wanted to go sort of electronic or orchestral, so I ended up get doing a hybrid of the two really the electronic is very useful because i needed to set quite an eerie dark tense atmosphere at times and you know synths can convey that but on top of that i also needed the action occasionally and i thought that the orchestral the strings and the brass would would help with that but the strings did actually help as well with regards to the the tension and the eeriness uh, of everything and uh, yeah, I was very pleased with how the music turned out. Room for one more? Yes. Room for one more. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Universe, here I come. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting how this all comes together because this happened when there was lockdown, pandemic, and a lot of you know really bad things going on so to have this as a bit of light because that's the doctor the doctor spreading light and hope and that was brilliant but also things opened up a little bit for disabled people obviously there are very very many downsides for disabled people too but you know i couldn't have done this job if i had to go into studio it's just wouldn't be possible and because everything is starting to be set up for remote recording I could do this job and it also meant that where possible I could bring in other people that there might be some barriers for I really wanted because we are dealing with a lot of themes about um, accessibility um, and inclusion and so forth, not in a preachy way, I hope, but we were able to do that as part of the stories, but we were also doing it behind the scenes as well. You know, it's not just a, 
a buzzword. It's something that we really wanted to try and just do our very best in every area. And I think personally, not, you know, talking about me specifically, but the people that we've managed to bring in, I think it's just a huge boon for the the listeners as well that we've been able to bring in so many talented people who might just need the tiniest bit extra accessibility needs and we can do it because we're set up now for all this remote recording and that's just been such a great thing we've just got to work with so many brilliant people (laughs) 